0: Hey uh, Kaiser, um, to start the show, I have a weird question for you, man. How's your ankle feeling?
1: You know, uh, <laughs> I rolled it just watching the game uh, Friday. I was good in my chair. And it just, it just tweaked it, and I'll be out for eight months. Uh, um, apparently. Well- <laughs>
0: What word has it that the Charlotte Hornets are having an open tryout starting tomorrow, man. I think I might go out there tomorrow, man.
1: Yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, just, I mean, because if you're ready, you're just ready when you come in the game. You don't you're need just to ready, up. right? You don't need to. For, for you training camp, you don't you need know. to practice. You don't <laughs> need to do none of that. Just get in the game, and you're ready.
0: Just ready. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to this latest installment of Under Construction. I'm your host today, Jamal the Angry Black fan, Darby, and to my right, as always, Mr. man. If you didn't get it, the Charlotte Hornets have just limped their way into an 0-4 record last week. (laughs) So just wanted to check on everybody's health because apparently the Charlotte Hornets' health has failed them the last couple of uh, weeks or so here. A lot to get into today, a ton of Charlotte Hornets talk, man. Uh Rodney is obviously out living his best life on the West Coast. Um <laughs> hopefully we see him next week. <laughs> Rodney, enjoy your time, sir. But for now, um, like I said, man, we're just gonna get into it, man. A ton of Hornets talk today, man. Kaza, let me tell you, brother, um, for now, I'm I'm not being optimistic anymore. And 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 not for not for really good reason, not for basketball stuff, not even for injury concerns. Just for damn luck, I, I, it, I, is it just me? Is, is this team soft, or just, or do we just have the worst luck? Before we get into real basketball stuff, man.
1: Actually, no. I think it's it, we've seen we're seeing this all across the NBA with this yeah, no press schedule. Um, I think that's all it is. Uh, athletes are fine-tuned machines. Their bodies are very used to certain things and doing things a certain way. And when you deviate from that. Even a little bit. These are the results you get. Um, you know, the Hornets are. I mean, it, it's hard to say. Well, we don't have our best players. No one has their best players now. Granted, the, the Nets were were healthier than the Hornets on Friday, but you know, we lost to the the Hawks, and they were just as banged up as we as we were. So um, it's just it's it's unfortunate. I think the NBA should. I mean, I, I don't. 4-4-C, 72-game uh, compressed schedule again next season. Yeah. But um, if they do, they need to take a long, hard look at these injuries all of these teams are having. and yeah. it, You know, it, it, I think the thing with the or so it's all the same injury.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, right. Except, except for Lamella Ball's wrist fracture, which was such a freak injury. I mean, yeah. come on, just a freak injury, but – uh to have I
0: mean, it seems like all of them are freak injuries that's what i'm getting that's like the luck we have is like yeah. so look at gordon haywood's injury man i know you know people are going to say oh he's injury prone and fragile but the dude came down on somebody's foot pj washington he came down he on somebody's foot. foot yeah that's random stuff y'all that's not how it doesn't matter how in shape you are and you know and, and how much you work out that's those are random injuries that just continue to happen. And uh, one thing I wanted to point out, man, you know, there was a memo sent out by an anonymous general manager, uh, a memo sent to the league basically saying we're in survival mode because right. of all the injuries. And it, it, so, again, man, it's just not the Hornets going through this, man. This is a, a league wide thing, uh, you know, with this compressed schedule, man. But again, we just got to fight through it, man. But enough of that, man. Let's get into basketball talk. So, last week when I was trying to be optimistic,
1: me <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> going and seems like a,
0: like a dream. Right? A distant dream right now. <laughs> I, you know, I said, I say, I reluctantly said three and one. I just knew we were going to beat Atlanta. Now, one thing I want to make sure I'm clear about what I say is Atlanta was a bad loss, man. Bad I, loss, yes. I yeah. serve no excuses for that loss. We were fairly healthy, we were healthier than we were the other three games. That's a game you don't lose, man. Am I am I wrong in saying that what do you think about the Atlanta loss?
1: No, nah, yeah, that was of of the three losses or the all the four losses, the Atlanta one was the worst, mainly because that was a game. Uh I I wasn't expect actually I, I had that pegged as a loss originally, but when I see the injury report and I see that Atlanta is half
0: their team is out
1: isn't everyone either. I thought, okay, it's an even game. And if you look at that game, the Hornets. Had the game won, they just did. It was just some <clears throat> questionable decision making in late in the game, which is odd to say about the Hornets considering they are literally the most clutch team in the NBA. But uh, two bad turnovers and uh, Terry Rozier takes a shot that I'm not mad at him for taking that shot. I mean Terry right. Rozier makes that shot all the time, but he had he gave up a better shot in order to try and force. Uh, the refs to make a call on a, on a really hard falling out of bounds three pointer. And, and the yeah. refs at that point had decided they were ready to go home. Yeah. So, uh, and,
0: and, and an interesting nugget about that last play, man. Uh, JB was asked about that particular play uh, after the game. And his simple answer was he trusts Terry Rosier. Now, yeah, which, you know, you, you can't really fault him for saying that. I just wonder if if JB himself even said, "Damn, and I wish we would have got a better shot." You
1: yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Rozier actually had an open two you know, okay. lane to the. I mean, you, I'd rather tie the game up in that situation. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I mean, it, it's hindsight. I'm yeah, hindsight. yeah, he watches the film and he wishes he could have that shot back.
0: But what, what do I always say about hindsight glasses? They, they fit every single time. Every
1: man. single time. Perfect vision, somehow.
0: Perfect vision. 2020.
1: I, I didn't want to say it, but Chris Rogers said it, so now I'm going to say it. Man, Devontae Graham, you got to tighten it up, bro.
0: Yeah, no, i was going to get to it. No doubt, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. He, some questionable decisions in that Atlanta game. We saw a game of the previous week that – you know, we lost. I'm not gonna say we lost because of Devontae Graham, but he made another questionable late game decision that it may have cost the Hornets. Um that, that game was just, and especially considering when Miles Bridges murdered Clint Capella on live television, <laughs> the Hornets were up at that point with what a minute forty something left. Yep. You yep. would think the game is over. There's no way. Even Eric Collins said, "There's no way the Hawks can come back from that."
0: Now, now, now let's be specific. I think the Hawks were down ten
1: at that point. I don't know if they were down double digits, but they, the Hornets. I, I remember thinking the Hornets should win this. I, it was I, a, I know
0: at some point in the fourth quarter we were up ten, maybe not. At couple, yeah. mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And and look, here I'm. A, here's two kind of hot takey subjects i wanted to kind of present to you today man the first one is the devontae graham situation now i did have a bit of a hot take on twitter man and i'm thinking to myself it's possible that devontae graham at this point he might be losing himself some money man because you know his, his contract is up man and you, you kind of look at other free agent the around the league and you look at the performance this week when we really needed devontae graham let me be clear about something. I don't want to sound like I'm some Devontae Graham basher. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I appreciate this dude for what he's been for a second-round pick. But the facts are the facts, man. Low pursuit, low uh, uh shooting percentage all season. This week when we really needed him, man, he made some bad turnovers in the fourth quarter, not really stepping up the way we want him to this week. Kaza, is he losing himself some money?
1: Possibly. He may have to take a Kimba deal. Remember when Kimba's first deal, he took Mm with the Hornets. Kimba was still developing. Uh, He wasn't quite Kimba. um, And then then he ended up outplaying that contract. Devontae Graham might end up having to do the same thing. The thing is, though, is that from a sheer number standpoint, Devontae Graham is the same player he was last season. Right. That could is, that a, is
0: that necessarily a good thing? Yeah,
1: necessarily a good thing. I mean, right. he took a huge leap last season. And then this season, now granted, COVID, injuries, compressed oh, schedule, tough. all that is a factor. And But at the same time, look at a guy like Miles Bridges, who has made this huge jump, and since dunking on Capella, and he's got <laughs> this national spotlight, boy, has he showed up. Yeah. So um, the, the thing with Devontae Graham is that, uh, he needs to add another dimension to his game offensively. He Because if Devontae Graham's shot is falling, boy, is He's it famous. falling. Yeah. Right. yeah, the Hornets are on their way to a win. If his shot's not falling, it's then, then it's – yeah, because he, he can't score inside. He's got a decent mid-range game. And then he has to uh, rely on facilitation to make an impact. And the Hornets are too injured, really, uh, for him he, to
0: do that. And- and you bring up a good point, man, because you know he 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 is a decent facilitator, but how much facilitating can you do when you pass to a wide open Caleb Martin? They're bricking threes every time they yeah. shoot the I, so,
1: I, I want to talk about the Martin twins in a little bit because Yeah,
0: we will. We'll I want get you. About
1: him, I want to them, want talk about Bismack. We got,
0: uh, we, yeah. Hey, listen, we got hey, listen, we got
1: a of <laughs> really
0: time today. We're gonna get to all it, right. But but the second thing I wanted to, I wanted to bring up to you, man, was Miles Bridges in particular. First, let's talk about the dunk. It number one, is that the dunk of the year? Easily, easily, right? Okay.
1: I, I don't yeah. even I, it's not as much as a debate as people think it is between um uh, Anthony, and Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Edwards, Edwards. Jeff, dunk yeah. and Miles Bridges.
0: Yeah, now. Now here's what I wanted to break up in particular with that dunk. Number one, I mean, listen, I, I scared the hell out of my dog when when I saw that dunk, man. I was just because it, it looked like like you remember NBA Jam when they just kept going, up? <laughs> like it looked. It literally looked like a video game. Like I was like, damn, he's gonna really try to dunk this, man. But after that dunk, man, if I, again, this is hindsight. Let me be very clear. This is clearly hindsight. In hindsight, if I'm JB, I'll call a timeout. Now, I'm not criticizing JB. Here's what I'm getting by this. That duck was so crazy, everybody loses their mind except the yeah. Hawks. Yeah. So I have to give the Hawks a lot of credit.
1: Capella mm-hmm. just ran down. He just got back on right. defense. <laughs> or, right. or ran. I'm sorry, got back on offense.
0: Right. Miles Bridges throws it down. The Hawks come right back down and hit a three. And they go on a little mini run to eventually take the take the lead, man. And again, I'm not criticizing JB, and this is all hindsight, but I I do think that the game kind of took a, a bad turn after that dunk. Now I'm not gonna I'm not sitting here trying to sound silly and blaming Miles Bridges for turning the game around with the dunk. No, that's not what I'm getting at. I am observing that it looks like we lost a little bit of focus after that. Uh, what do you what do you think about that?
1: No, I, I agree, it's weird. It, it, I felt it watching the game, like. But look, look, but real quick, even Eric Collins was like, in the game. the, yeah, in the game. Home. No way, the Hawks, can come back from that. I, I, and it, it was weird watching the game. The, the Hornets got no momentum boost from from that play, whereas yeah. Atlanta just, for them, it was just another play. Okay, right. Clint Capella's dead, but he can go back and play offense. So <laughs> uh, and credit to them and their coaching staff for saying, hey, it's just two points. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that's no. essentially what the Hawks did. It's just two points. Let's go down and score three. And yeah. they've made up a point And they traded off some momentum to make up a point, which in late games is is almost as, equal as important. So that's Absolutely. a weird thing. I, I, if the Hornets were full strength, I don't expect that to happen. That, that's what happens when you got role players in clutch time situations like that.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: I want to say this real quick about the dunk um, because uh, Chris Rogers asked if it was better than, than the windmill. Miles Bridges had a, I don't know if you guys remember, against Philly early in the season, but he had a crazy windmill on yeah, the all-pass. But first of all, it's against Clint Capella, one of the better defenders in the league.
0: Maybe the best shot blocker in the league.
1: Yeah, second, he took off from the dotted line. Anthony Edwards took off from baseline, which is only a couple feet from the basket. The dotted line is like twelve feet away. <laughs> right. He piped it with his right hand. Miles Bridges is left-handed, y'all. <laughs> in fact, when he went up, I remember thinking, oh, "He's not going to make that. He's too far away."
0: Same, right?
1: And so to take off from a dotted line with your off hand. And pipe on Clint Capella and grab the rim, which a lot of times when we see guys dunk that far away, they just throw it in. Now, right. he, he no, was, that was yeah. a real dunk. Yeah, that was that was violence. You know, people be like, "Oh, you woke up, and chose violence." Miles Bridges <laughs> <laughs> violence on that dunk. This is the dunk of the year. I don't, I'm, yeah, I mean, Anthony Edwards' great dunk because aesthetically, it, I mean, he jumped out the building and dunked on some guy who probably won't even be in the G League next next season. Yeah. Right, Getting right. Miles right. Bridges his props.
0: And, and, I, and I, I will say this, man. Sometimes I say this all the time. Sometimes you just got to get the other team credit, man. As much as I hate giving Atlanta sports any credit, man, Nate, Nate McMillan has done a, a fantastic job with them so far, man. Uh, They they played like awesome. they wanted to be more. They
1: made uh a pretty good trade at the trade deadline. Rondo For Lou Collins. Lou Collins was the reason Louis. to on that game. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Lou Williams. I think it's uh yeah, Lou Williams won that game because he did Lou Williams stuff he made the big shots. And, and we didn't stop him. No, and we, we need a Lou Williams. We really have one in the league monk, I think, but I mean he's not playing, he's injured. So I yeah. think that ended up being the difference.
0: Yeah, and then uh, you know, the next game, man, we, we took an L to the to the Los Angeles Lakers, man, but that's one I I I we we don't like. Moral victories around here. But Nothing. if we're counting moral victories, I, I'll count that as a moral victory because that's when the injuries really uh just 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 uh, showed its ugly head, man. Um, I want to say something about the game in particular, man. There were some fans who came online and was like, I don't care how injury y'all, we, we should have won. Uh they don't have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Let me tell y'all something. The Los Angeles Lakers are a championship-caliber team. They are still, but if not Brooklyn, 1A, 1B, 1 or 2, you can argue about that later. They are one of the deepest teams in the NBA. Dennis Schroeder is a borderline all-star. I don't want to hear anything about we should have won and blah, blah, blah. It, both teams have injuries on that side, man, but we, are, are, I, I believe our injuries affected us more than the Lakers did. What do you think about that Lakers game, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Lakers are the best defensive team in the league, even without LeBron and AD at the same time. The Hornets are like 14th in the league in offense. I mean, I don't think that outcome was ever really in doubt. I I just don't. Even <coughs> with LeBron and AD out, the Hornets don't have enough. We don't have enough firepower. We barely have enough firepower when we're healthy. We right. rely on good shooting, Um and, and moving the ball around in order to score. That's yeah, we, don't,
0: we don't have that we don't have that guy that says, "Hey, man, go score thirty five for us." The Hornets don't have that guy. No,
1: we, we don't. I mean, and sometimes we'll get like a you know like Miles Bridges scored thirty three, but that's not. We, we can't depend, although I think that is a bit of an ascension of my, for Miles Bridges this season, we can't depend on Miles Bridges to get 33 points every game and Terry Rozier to go 27-10. and 10. We, we just don't have enough firepower for a team, a team like the Lakers. you yeah. forget that um, a guy like Alex Caruso, he had four threes. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really kind of the difference in the game. We don't have anybody that can just hit four threes as consistently as a guy like Alex Caruso. We have streaky shooters. We have guys like Devontae Graham who he'll either hit like six or eight or one or two. (laughs) Right, That's the difference in the Lakers and the Hornets. I'm not mad at that loss anyway. I don't, I I don't think I realistically had that as a win.
0: And not not to mention, man, we, we don't have our, our main guy, Terry Rose here for that game, along with Monk and Hayward and Lamello and all that other stuff, man. But one thing I, I did want to talk about with this game in particular, and it this made me smile just a bit, man. So every 10 minutes in the Hornets group before the trade deadline, Andre Drummond's name was mentioned every single day of the week uh. Uh, centers. Andre Drummond, uh let's see, four points. 12 rebounds, nothing to sniff at, but got outplayed by Bismack Um, We're not going to spend too much time talking about Andre Drummond because he doesn't play for the Charlotte Hornets. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that all that glitters is not gold all the time. And, yes, the Hornets most certainly need an upgrade for center. That is obvious. Let's put that out there right now. But I just want to let people know it doesn't propel us to that championship contender that some think we are, Man, you get what I'm saying. The Lakers are the Lakers for a reason. They showed their depth. That's this is why I'm telling right. people slow down a bit when you're clamoring for for other teams. Uh, I don't he know. Away. Away.
1: People right. getting, he got he got literally straight waved by the um, Cleveland Cavs. They right. lost. They literally lost money. They didn't want him on the team so much. They lost money.
0: Right. They still got
1: to pay him. Yeah. yeah, they were like, you know what? Just get get the hell out of here. We'll take we'll we'll take the cap hit um before you clear waivers. So I'm not now it's not saying Andre Drummond is like a bad player or anything. Right, 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 right. It's just right. that he can contribute and, and Look, look and, and look, and
0: if we somehow nab him in free agency, I still won't be mad at oh, it. Oh yeah, I, I will not be mad at I all. I just come back.
1: He knows he could contribute more to a Lakers team than he could to a Hornets team. And people will be like, how can he not contribute more to a Hornets team? Um, you know that it is in need of a, a center. The truth is that he can go to LA and have a four-point game and that get out by Biz, and the Lakers still win. When that's he comes, yeah. He comes to Charlotte. He can't play. He he can't play like that because then it's like we might as well try to Bismack or me out there uh, at, the center, <laughs> at the center position. Um, plus, he comes. You know, if he comes here, he's not. An offensive option after that game, Andre Drummond spoke about how poor his offense was. Obviously, that's a focus for him. We don't need offensive minded centers. We'll talk about this in a minute with Vernon Carey Jr., but the Hornets need they need uh centers like good Bismack, the guy that yeah. scored 10 and 12. Um, th- that's what the Hornets uh, uh, you know, need. So, um, like I said, if Andre Drummond comes here in and the offseason and he's cheap though, then by all means stick him in the five, be like, look, just get rebounds, play defense. That's all you need to
0: do. Yeah. And, and, and it was a game, uh, you know, where, where Kyle Kuzma led the Lakers is going with 24 points. And, and, you know, my point is if Kyle Kuzma is on this team, he's one of the best players on this team. He's the fourth or fifth option <laughs> with, with, with the Lakers and, 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 you know, I, again, man, I was just so tired of, of seeing fans be like, "Oh man, we 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 should have won," and and saying that, not taking how hard we're hit with injuries. And it's not—I don't want it to seem like he's using it as an excuse, but there's a lot of validity to it. Mm-hmm. Dan Rego is the coach of this team. He'll he'll be the first to say we offer no excuses. But at the same time, when literally sixty percent of your scoring is out, it's hard to win, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. The truth of the matter is that the injuries caught up to us. You can't, you can only go so far when your best players are not playing and there's not a huge separation of talent. And you got guys like the Martin twins that are getting major minutes and have a lot of decision making when they're on the floor. Um, you know, you can only go you can only go so far. It's it's unfortunate, but I mean I am seeing a lot of good things from the guys that are stepping up that yeah. make me excited. And I, I, I really hate to be one of those, well, next season guys, because there might not even be a next season for all we know. Um so uh but having said that, Jalen McDaniels, we talked about this last week, has yeah, any of some sorts. So like, oh, if I pass the ball, they'll pass it back, and I'll be open, and I can. <laughs> so we've seen a big games from him. Miles Bridges is starting to live up to you know these flashes of potential. He's had his first three seasons. Um, I, I'm you know we might as well talk about Vernon Carey Jr.
0: Um, well, hold on. We gonna we get to him. We, we, we de- that's definitely a, a a hot topic we we want to get to as far as Vernon Carey goes, man. Real quickly, I wanted to ask you about. I think I, I may have mentioned this last week, man, but I, I do want to bring it up again. Dog, is there any reason Cody Zeller is in the doghouse right now? And let me tell you why I'm specifically asking that, man. There are some instances where you can look at Cody and you and you say, you know what, man. He really doesn't offer the interior defense that we need. You know, he really doesn't offer the rebounding and that that toughness that we need down low. But And let me know if I'm off base, man. But in the last month or so, I don't see Cody really struggling with that coming off the bench. I thought coming off the bench, man, he played pretty damn well in in, in those regards. I didn't see those struggles. And so that just kind of leads me to question, what's up with
1: him and JB, man? Yeah, man, it's it's weird because J.B. has said before, you know, he wants guys that are going to scrap and fight and try and win. And Cody Zeller may have maybe of limited talent, but when I think of guys on the Charlotte Hornets that will scrap and fight every minute they're on the floor... Cody Zeller is the first guy that comes to my mind. What what
0: what do you what do we say about Cody? He cheats death every he game. Death
1: every <laughs> game. this cat be getting elbowed in the neck, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and he's out he's out there and he, he plays the game the best way that he knows how. Granted, I mean he's not like uh you know he's never gonna live up to being the number four pick. Uh, which is
0: what, which, and which is an argument that I hate anyway. I, I hate when people say, "Oh, he should be this because of where he got picked." They don't pick themselves. That was, it was
1: that was a weird draft.
0: And now and that, and right. on top of that, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, and nobody, anyone who says they had they knew who the, the best people are going to be in that draft, they're you're, a you're lying, you're lying, you're yes,
0: he's not Probably. lying.
1: So right. um, and at the time the Cody Zeller pick, and I think me and you were watching. We might have been watching that draft at Selwyn Pub. Maybe I you know, so. that party and people booed when that pick was made, but the media was like, well, "That's a pretty good pick for the Charlotte Hornets." So
0: yeah. uh it, he no. Uh, actually, I was at the arena and I ran the hell out the arena because they started booing so loud, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, let me ever get the hell out of here."
1: <laughs> so yeah, Cody's <laughs> never gonna live up to that, but I, I mean, that guy will li- literally give his life on the court, and so it's 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 puzzling to me that Borrego like. That doesn't move the needle for Borrego. Well, uh, I don't. I'm not sure if it's the play because the play because he can't be that much worse than Biz. I mean, he's not Biz, worse than Biz. Yeah, Biz, Biz yeah. Does offer a better defensive presence. Biz is a better rebounder because he has better timing than Zeller does yeah. on the boards and, and, um, and,
0: a, and a slightly better rim protector. We'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say that much.
1: Exactly. Yeah, Biz makes. It, it, you know, if Bismack was Cody size, oh my God, the dude would be incredible. You know, or if he, or if he had his coordination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or if he if he had bigger hands, or you know. <laughs> but um, I yeah, I don't know what's going on with Cody Zeller, and and JB. Uh, Yeah,
0: remains to be seen. And look, and and we'll move on from that topic, man. But. It, it it feels like more and more it's probably bye bye for Cody man because if he's not cracking this rotation especially with this with with Vernon Carey seemingly being uh, on the rise there's no there's probably not going to be any fit for him going forward and even into next season.
1: Well, Cody is gonna uh, you know the, the center market has kind of dried up. Teams don't like to play pay a lot for big seven footers anymore. They they just don't. I mean look yeah. at the decline of Hassan Whiteside. He goes from nearly a max contract to making a couple million dollars a year because teams aren't looking for that.
0: So not playing. Let's be clear. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's true. So it could be the, the the Hornets might make Cody a cheap offer. And if he's smart, he'll accept it. And Cody coming off the bench, I I think is great, would be great for, for the Hornets. If Nick Richards and Vernon Carey aren't quite where they need to be. Um, Plus, I mean, it's always good to have a third center uh,
0: Biz, hopefully Biz um hopefully bismack's gone. i don't there's just no reason at this point man I, I i don't see it and and even with coming into this season, i think he was literally the last option seriously i i think the hornets offered they i think they had a pecking order of who right. they wanted as far as free agent centers goes. And Biz was the absolute last option.
1: Man, I would have rather had old Dwight Howard than Biz. You know, that's
0: when, a strong. That's a strong yeah. statement coming from us.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I remember when they made that move, we were kind of puzzled, like, why bring Biz, Matt Biyombo, back? I, right,
0: I, right. I, I still don't get hey, that. But I'm, but I'm telling you, I'm I'm thinking it was he was the
1: last guy. Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> gotta be. Um, I, here's the. Th- I mean, like like we just said, Bismack. There are some things that he does well defensively. Mm-hmm. And the kind of coach JB is, he's good, he's a defensive minded coach. So I think a lot of times he feels like, um, from from a matchup perspective, Bismack can offer a few things. But man, I yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, moving on, man. Uh, so we also took another L to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which was. That it was, it was another disappointing loss, man. But, again, really, really hit hard by the injury bug, uh, and and not surprisingly to anyone, man. a game where we really struggled to score, uh, Devontae Graham was 5-for-16, 5-for-13 uh, from three-point land. Uh, Terry Rozier, 9-for-20, not too bad, man. I, I kind of wish he would have took more than 20 shots. We probably need him to. But here's where we struggle, man. The, the bench, other than Cody Zeller <laughs> and, and yeah. Brad Wanamaker – Gave us Cody, Cody Martin, 0 for 5. Caleb Martin didn't hit a shot. Um, Jalen McDaniels actually struggled that game, man. Um, let me just flat out ask you, was this loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers a disappointing loss to you?
1: Yeah, because Cleveland's not that good, right? I mean, they're not even. said it <laughs> during the broadcast on paper, you should win this. On paper, you're a better team, you should win this game. The Hornets should have won that game. The difference was. The stats you mentioned, when you give the Martin twins almost eleven shots between them, they don't. They make what one. Right. You're not not going
0: to beat anybody.
1: Yeah, you're just not. And then Kevin Love had a throwback game against us. Kevin Love is he's still Kevin Love. People forget Kevin Love was like literally a superstar. In Minnesota. Yeah,
0: listen, Kevin Love had a season where he was putting up 30 and 10, man. And yes. Right. People, people forget, bro.
1: Yeah, people forget, uh, you know, because after playing with LeBron James, his role kind of got deregulated. But, I mean, he can still put up shots like like we saw uh, the other night. So, I mean, that's a disappointing loss, especially when Graham, Devontae Graham didn't even have a great game. He's like the leading scorer for that. Right. Team. Um, just – yeah, uh,
0: yeah, and, and and I and I thought that, you know this was a game where and we we've seen especially with young teams man when you're when their shots are not falling they're not as engaged on the defensive end and that's kind of what I noticed on for for this game again we scored ninety points in this game that is that's pretty damn low. Uh, especially for us, man. We, we, you know, we don't, we don't struggle to score uh, that much, man. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Colin Sexton didn't even play um, uh, Torian Prince of all people. Gosh, yeah. 20, on a, nobody points. carded up all yeah. night. So, and, and I just want to know where well, you kind of noticing the same thing, man, like a lot of soaking and bad body language was kind of translated to not playing defense.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we wasted a good Miles Bridges performance. He yeah. had, 20 points, shot four for eight from three for that game yeah um actually the Hornets, the worst actually hey, shot, hey, Tyson,
0: let me cut your time out real quick uh, I wanna I want to quickly point something out about miles bridges by the end of this season we could see miles bridges be a 50 40 90 guy he's right I'm yeah. Incredible
1: in that, man yeah he's right on on the cusp of that I don't think he'll quite get it but, but but close enough right yeah you know? I mean, the, the the boost in efficiency uh has been incredible for miles bridges you know miles bridges was a starter last season so a lot of people were like man Miles bridges ain't starting this season and i think that's just because jb wanted to experiment with pj being able to play the four and the five with gordon Hayward coming to the team that doesn't leave any room for miles bridges to play the three i don't think miles is suited to play the four athletically he can. In fact, hot take: Miles Bridges is our best rim defender. If, yeah. if he's in the paint and somebody's in there, he's, he's going to out jump him every time.
0: I, I will. I will. I, I'll push back just a tiny little bit only because PJ is actually having to me a very good defensive year. He's struggling <laughs> shooting the ball. That's obvious. But I think when called upon, when when JB has put him at five. Defensively and on the backboards, he hasn't been bad, man.
1: No, and yeah, everyone likes to talk about his forty-two minutes and zero points, but he had like twelve rebounds and three blocks that game. Right, right, right. Really, all the Hornets need from somebody who is playing the five. Right, uh, right. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not that worried about.
0: And and, and, and then mm-hmm. and just and just like you said, it's not anything I'm worried about going forward with PJ. Like, so you know, it's a sophomore slump, man, and and that's all it is. And you know, this is a crazy season with everything that's going on man i i wait until next season to really properly judge whether pj is regressing or not
1: right uh, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely um so but yeah the, the the cleveland game uh man it's just that's just one you got to win
0: yeah um, yeah because
1: especially coming off a bad loss to at atlanta and then you know you kind of concede to the lakers i feel like the hornets did that that's why Terry Rozier didn't play his knees a little sore. Coach is like, "Man, hey, we're probably not going to beat the Lakers anyway. So why don't you, why don't you have a rest? Um, you it, know,
0: it's it's funny you said that, man, because I was arguing with a friend of mine and he, and and he was like, man, the horns is just soft. And I'm like, dude, there's injuries across the board, but, when I look at Terry Rose not playing against the Lakers, I'm I I have to wonder, like, dude, could you have really given it a go, man? Like, come on, dude. Like yeah. yeah. And again, I don't know these players, man. I don't you know, I'm not a trainer or anything like that, but it the optics did
1: not really look good as far as they're concerned. No, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, but I mean that's that's the way when, when when you're being affected this heavily by injuries and you know it's because of the, the schedule you gotta Pick your battle sometimes, and I think that's what JB. Right? You know, yeah, to have, have a night off, Terry. So,
0: yeah, no doubt. And but moving on, man. Uh, you know, the last game of this week was against the Eastern Conference All Star, uh, Brooklyn Nets, who uh, where LaMarcus Aldridge is out of the blue retired. But you know, Godspeed to him, man. He's ha- got to take care of your health, man, especially with a heart condition. So, um, you know, shout shout out to uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, man. But uh, a game with James Harden didn't play, um, didn't matter. Uh, I don't even think they really got a really big game from, from Tyree Irving. but a game that was highlighted by the Hornets' new superstar, no, I'm just joking, <laughs> by Vernon Carey's first start, man. Give me your initial thoughts on Vernon Carey's first start.
1: That's exactly what you want from a guy that you give their opportunity. You say, okay, th- this is it. This is what you've been playing a whole life for. Go out there and show and prove. And he did that. Uh, but it wasn't perfect. I, I, I want to say this. Oh man, you
0: just you're just hating, man. Yeah,
1: 21 points is great. Six rebounds is not. You got out rebounded by Terry Rozier and the Martin Twins matched you in rebounds. Uh defensively, you know, defense is something it, it takes it takes time. It does, uh, especially it, as he you know. Really it really does. He was slow in the rotation. You know, That's my ESPN tail. Um <laughs> you know, he was slow in rotations. There was even at the play after Terry Rogier had that dunk where he took off from like the parking lot. Carry um, <laughs> right. the, the Hornets all got back on transition. They start setting up their zone. For some reason, Carry is back uh before half the half court, Kyrie Irvin looks over his shoulder and sees this and just waltzes in the lane.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like,
1: you can't have those kind of, of lapses. So, those are things that he just needs to work on defensively. Offensively, I mean, you, you got to like what you saw from the guy. He was able to cut yeah. the basket, he could step out hit the three. Although, I don't expect when teams get that scouting report, they're not going to let him do that. Uh, that, that three he hit DeAndre Jordan was giving him. All the space All the in we the world, yeah. Yeah. that's not going to happen anymore, and then so now we'll have to see okay, how does he adjust to that? So, having yeah. said that, would you start him again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 why not? Right?
0: Yeah.
1: I'd but, start him and bring Nick Richards off the bench.
0: And and it's funny you said that, man, because uh, James Borrego, after after the game, uh, he he said I'd be crazy to not give him more minutes. Um, and you know, just kind of piggyback off of you know the some of the I don't know rookie struggles, so to speak. I wanna here's a topic I obviously want to get to with Ronnie Carey, man. So you it, you you have you have the house divided. One one half saying, oh well, we should have been out there. He definitely should have been out there. He was ready uh, before we played a game. And then you have the other half saying, well, JB watches this guy every single day in practice. Mitch Cups observes these guys every single day. I'm saying JB put him out there when he finally saw he was ready. What do you say to to fans who say, man, he should have been out there playing. Why? JB sucks, and he should have played him already. What do you say to that?
1: Uh, yeah that's ridiculous I've seen this argument that if it weren't for injuries then he wouldn't play how everybody who plays the five was is healthy was,
0: is healthy
1: right I, I mean right. except for PJ is not hundred percent uh but you know you still have Cody and biz who are our normal starting centers clearly JV said okay I think you know it, it could be one we were playing Brooklyn and he might have felt that okay. We kind of have this pegged as a loss on the calendar. Trust me, we teams do that. They say mm, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. Okay, this would be a good opportunity to see what Vernon Carey is because I like what I've seen out of him recently in practices. Because otherwise, why didn't he start Nick Richards? Clearly, right. he, he saw something in Vernon Carey and he felt like he could come out and produce, and uh, and 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 he did. Um, I also don't like this, and this is we talked about this a little bit. With the Lamella Ball starting saga at the beginning of the season, remember that stupid bullshit. Oh God! Um, <laughs> please, please don't
0: remind me. Oh, but
1: goodness. there's like this sentiment that that players don't have to earn things anymore, and maybe because hey, I'm about to go into my old, like, my old crotchety old man,
0: Uh-oh, old grumpy old, gr- yep, old, old man.
1: But the idea that stuff should just be given to you is absolutely ridiculous. You have to earn everything, and granted, I don't. You, you, anyone who's in the Hornets Facebook group knows how much I don't like Bismack Biyombo. Like right now with me, he's like 5%. That's a run <laughs> joke in the group. Um, I don't like Bismarck Biyombo, But Bismarck Biyombo is a, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's a starter in this league. The Hornets is not the only team Bismack has started on, you know, started for yeah. L. he started for Toronto. And now you're saying, okay, rookie who was uh, a second. Uh, well, he was, the 32nd pick, just go just go in there and now you're an NBA starter. We've seen a lot of players' careers get ruined by that. Exactly. Them. I'm not exactly. saying that Vernon Carey Jr.'s career would have been ruined if he had been starting day one, but what I'm saying is that NBA <laughs> coaches – You know what's funny, Kaza? You know,
0: <laughs> I just thought about something. <laughs> This man Biambo was in a situation when he was a rookie, where well, we threw him into the rotation because
1: we had no choice. He was the number, yeah. he was the, the, the number, was. the number six, eight pick, right? And, and we just started him, and yeah, I I, I, I understand the coach. No, first of all, nobody in the league is above criticism, but I can't sit here and pretend like I know more about player development than James Borrego. I, can't. I absolutely can't. And then when, when people say things like that, it's like, oh, do you really think you know more than J.B. when it comes to – J.B. sees these guys play every, every, day. Day, every, every day. day. We don't. We have no idea what goes on on the court and those scrimmages or, or whatnot. So it's it's kind of a weird take to be like, well, you know. I, I'm well, not, go, ahead, go ahead.
0: Here's a point I wanted to make, man. Let, let's let's state the obvious first. Vernon Carey is obviously more talented than Bizzback Biambo oh, yeah. or, even Cody, yeah. or even Cody Zeller. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is very obvious. But I, what I what I think the average fan does not understand is that when we're talking about basketball on the professional level. Talent does not always equal being productive in the NBA. And it does not always mean you're ready to play the NBA game. And I think that's really hard to understand for some NBA fans. We even had an article come out recently where Mitch Cup, well, not recently, but actually a few months ago, Mitch Cup chicken and James Morego alluded to how much Vernon Carey and Nick Richards were overwhelmed by the NBA game, meaning you know, they they were not ready to be professionals yet. Mm-hmm. There's so many intricate things on an NBA level that you have to learn as a professional. And I don't think fans really get they that.
1: The, the way Hornets fans reacted over, uh, about the ascension of Christian Wood shows that we don't really understand that. Christian Wood was not NBA ready when he was in Charlotte. He said it himself. He said it himself. He went to the G League. He was mad because the Hornets sent him to the G League. Michael Jordan himself went to Christian Wood and told him, hey, here's the thing you need to do to be NBA ready. sat down with him in a film session and showed him why he wasn't NBA ready, and he wasn't able to accept that. It took, what, four seasons for him to say, oh, Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I get it now. The light, yeah, I the get light. it now. now. Yeah,
1: now he's you know a valuable player uh, in Houston. So, you know, that's why it's it, it's really really hard. Especially the Hornets' track record for player development over the last three seasons has been pretty good. So who am I to challenge that? We look at Graham Miles Bridges. Uh, yeah, who am I to challenge that? I,
0: and 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 not 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 to mention, man. You know, like I, I look at JB's credentials so far. Greg Popovich is not gonna let anybody coach under him. Let, let's let's right, be yeah. clear about that. Let, let, Greg Popovich, who is one of the top five coaches in the history of this league, is not gonna just select anybody to, to coach under him. So going forward, guys, let's let's trust the guy who sees the players every day. And like, like Kaiser said. He's not above criticism. It's okay to question some things, but to act like you know more than the man is just ridiculous. Right.
1: Man. As fans, I think it's okay for us to question things, but then when you start to see the bigger picture, then you go, oh, okay, well, right. that's why. That's why. right, uh, and, right, right. You know, it, w- this happens all the time. This has been happening for the last two seasons with the Hornets. We're starting to see the bigger picture. It's, it's just weird. It's almost like we forgot that Lamella Ball scored zero points in his debut. Sometimes you are just not ready. ready. Just uh, yet. And then when you are ready, you get your opportunity. You show and you prove. And that's what Vernon Carey Jr. did. I'd love to see him. I mean, especially considering where we are in the season, where the Hornets are as far as injuries. Uh, just start him the rest of the season. And
0: yeah.
1: I mean. Go ahead. Go nah, ahead. And uh, go, ahead,
0: go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say, man, uh, just just about the the game, really quick, man. You know, we we competed, I think, for three quarters, three and a half
1: quarters. The the score is bigger; it doesn't indicate the closeness of the game. Yeah. Um, what it was was that you know, the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, they just kind of ran away with it at the end because they have Kevin Durant and they got guys who can just do nothing but shoot threes.
0: Yeah. And and I, and I was going (laughs) to kind of echo what I was going to say, man. There's really no deep analysis to this game, man. It's just the talent just came through that Brooklyn is obviously a more talented, better team, even without James Harden playing, man. And and they showed it, man. I I think now one particular, I will say, I think our Achilles heel kind of showed back up in this game, us not being able to guard the three Joe Harris went crazy, uh, Luabu, Cabral, however you say his name, he hit a couple of threes, man. Just the people, right, right. You know, he's <laughs> out there shooting threes. So it's okay to just give the other team credit, man. Brooklyn, they 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 turn it on when they need to, but I think the Brooklyn game was a very valiant effort. Man.
1: Uh, not, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I'm not. I I don't believe in moral victories, but I'm not mad at the Hornets for that loss. Uh, they competed. Terry Rozier, 27 and 10.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Miles Bridge, 31 points. 33 points. Vernon Carey had 21. If you had, if I had told you that those were the numbers from the major Hornets contributors, you know, and I didn't tell you the opponent, you would think, man, Hornets probably won that game. And if I said, ah, but it was against (laughs) the Nets, you'd be like, oh, okay. Well, they probably lost. So, you know, it's, you lost to Brooklyn. It's not a big deal. Hey, we got one off them earlier this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kudos. Yeah. All right, man. Next week, we have Portland today. It is important to note. Uh, we get a break from Damian Lillard. He is out with a hamstring injury today. Uh, we got New York, Chicago, and Cleveland. Before you see us again, guys, Kaiser, what is your record prediction?
1: Ooh. Um, I think we beat Portland.
0: Wow, that's bold.
1: Yeah, I, I think the horn the Hornets are they're sick of losing, mm-hmm. um, and I think they're going to come out and they're going to come out with a lot of energy against Portland. And then you know, D- with Damian Lillard sitting, um, he he is the Portland Trailblazers.
0: Yeah, uh, I,
1: I think we still won. Um, and
0: they've been struggling a bit, honestly. So.
1: Yeah, plus it's a, it's, a home, it's a home game. If they were playing in Portland, I probably wouldn't pick the Hornets to win because they'd have to travel all the way to Oregon. Um, I think we lose to the Knicks. The Knicks are a little healthier than us. And although we've beaten them earlier in the season, um, I, I just think that the two situations of the teams are, are, are vastly different. New York's a little bit healthier than we are. Um, and, you know, they're playing with a little bit of momentum. Yeah. So that leaves Chicago and Cleveland. Those are must-win games.
0: But they're for- tricky games. They're, yeah. Those are tricky trap games, man. Yeah.
1: We have to win those games because, especially Cleveland, not so much. But, uh, but you know, Chicago is right in the ninth, 10th spot. We would possibly play them in a playoff game uh, or in a play-in game, although yeah. the heart, it would do, we would just do well to distance ourselves from teams that are below us uh, in the standings. But Chicago is – Probably a little better than when we played them earlier in the season. They have Vucevic now. It, it, that's a losable game for the Hornets.
0: Now, it, it, it's important to know. I, I think Zach Levine is hurt. I, I think no, he actually sure. may be out a couple of games, man, if, no, I, if I, I remember correctly.
1: I'm going to put that at the loss, actually. I, I think um, plus it's in Chicago. Um, you know, the Hornets will not be back home. They'll, they'll play in New York and then they'll play in Chicago. Uh, I'm going to peg that as a loss, and then I think we finally get some get back against Cleveland um, on the 23rd. The thing is, when you play a team that close to each other, you have fresh film. You got, yeah, no doubt. And, and, and Cleveland um, was essentially full strength when we played them, so there's not going to be a huge, huge difference on the scouting report. I think we get one back against them. I think we go 2-2 two two to stay at 500 and stay in the eighth seed spot.
0: Cool. I am going to, because <laughs> I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go two and two. I think New York is a wild card. On one hand, you know, I agree with what you said about health and them being a little healthier than we are. However, I do think we always match up very well against them. I, You know, we've beaten them the last three or four times we've played them. So again, I, I like the matchup with New York, but we also don't know who we're getting back this week, and that's a real curveball. That that's, that's the real question mark for this entire week, man. So it's tough to really kind of break down which games we should win and we should lose, for, in my opinion, man. And you've done a good job of that, but I don't know if I can. Well, Based you know,
1: on- the last time we played, also the last time we played the Knicks, Julius Randle did not have a good game. I don't yeah. expect that to be the case.
0: Yeah, well, he, he had forty last night, man. So right, yeah, he's, he's trending so upwards. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah, it's 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 just so hard to tell because of the it, it's
0: hard to tell, bro. It is, it yeah. is, man.
1: I, I the, the more and
0: more you you kind of talk me through it, man, I'm kind of agreeing with you on the Portland game, and I think we're sick of losing. I, I think we come out with some energy today. And, and, and possibly get it done, man. But I'm just going to stick with the safe pick of two and two, man. Um, Just want to tell the viewers, man, we don't have any Panthers talk uh, this week. Next week, we'll be very he- heavy on Panthers because it's the week before the draft, man. So no Panthers talk today, man. Uh, when Rodney comes back, we'll probably have a guest next week. I'm thinking we don't, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll have a bunch of Panther stuff next week, man. But wanted to throw in a culture topic this week, man. Unfortunately, We lost uh, Black Rob uh, yesterday, man, who was a former uh, Bad Boy artist, man. And I'm seeing, I don't want to say a strange narrative, but I'm seeing a narrative online about the death of Black Rob, P. Diddy, and former Bad Boy artists. You know, there's the the list of, it's it's like a Bad Boy curse, so to speak, of all the Bad Boy artists who are unfortunately dead or not doing that well, or whatever (laughs) it's a strange question to ask but i'm going to ask it man how much coke Biddley is is, how much is it to blame for pete diddy does he deserve to be yes criticized and tell me what you think man
1: biggie smalls dead shine prison time the locks fighting legally to get out of their damn contract because they weren't getting paid black rob dies broke and penniless uh you know the the pattern is there. Mace leaves and goes to God. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to... <laughs> then when his contract is up and he seriously comes back into hip-hop. Go figure. It's not... I mean, here's here's the thing about Puffy. We remember Puffy from the Biggie Smalls era because he was so ingrained in the ascension of Biggie Smalls.
0: Well, let, let's be clear. We remember Puffy from the Craig Mack era. From the
1: I was going to yeah. say... Puffy has been in the industry. Puff Daddy was one of the producers on L Cool J's first album. That's right, all for right. me. But, but you know, Puffy, Puffy is the industry that we remember <clears throat> as far as um hip-hop crossing over with Pop. That was Puffy. Puffy yeah. is a so Puffy is a businessman. He's like any other corporation. Bad boy is. He's going to do whatever <clears throat> is best for his company at the expense of the people that work for him. That's gonna that's, that's not gonna change. That's why Puffy is worth you know 700 800 million dollars and then you know all these people that raps for him are either dead or in jail or retired. Um, that's just the reality of the situation. It's unfortunate. I'm not saying that, like that Puffy is like an evil dude or whatever. But
0: he's he's a businessman. He's a he's a capitalist like most record label CEOs are. are. And I was going to play devil's advocate. And I did not actually thought through this, man. So here's a thought I want to share with you. So on one hand, I was going to ask, well, what makes Puffy any different from any other record exec or CEO or label owner or what have you? But then I threw myself a curveball and I asked myself this question. If it was a No Limit artist in the same situation, do you not think, well, Master P took care of his artists a lot better than Puffy did his artists. So is this no coincidence that you don't see these same type of stories as much with the No Limit camp like you do the Bad Boy camp. Or even well, the Death Row camp.
1: Yeah, even... <laughs> not as well, much. I'll say about no limit and death row changed the industry. The industry business practice, right? Uh, Puffy really did not. He was already in the industry. It, it. I mean, there were a lot of things Puffy revolutionized for hip hop, mainly the, the crossover appeal uh you know sampling these old songs and making hits out of them that was you know that was a puffy bad boy thing but what no limit did regardless of what you think about the music to their credit they kind of they kind of built things from scratch from the ground
0: they're Um, a lot more organic right
1: oh yeah I mean they had literally for two years they had an album release every week every week they had an album (laughs) release they're gotten it. like Chris Rogers said you know you sign Mass P you get a house two cars a bank account and a gun (laughs) I mean, Master P took care of his guys, and you know what? Maybe that's the reason why Master P ran into these financial difficulties at at some point of in his career because he wasn't hoarding all of the money. Loyal to a fault, almost. yeah. Actually, yeah, he was. To to like, I mean, to, you know, Snoop's coming off of uh, you know this terrible situation with death row. P buys out his contract. I mean, to to literally. Give Suge Knight millions of dollars, just free and clear, so that you can sign Snoop Dogg, and then on top of that, you give Snoop all of all of these things. Um, I think that's why you don't see that with Master P. Whereas P- Puffy is not buying out anybody's contract for them to come rap for him. He's not right. doing that. He, no. he he's just not. So um, you know, and, and and I hate it for a guy like Black Rob, who is clearly talented. But didn't get the same push Uh, first of all nobody got the same push that then that biggie smalls did right and to to be fair big was a special talent yeah
0: i mean he he was he was obviously bad boy's landmark artist that's obvious right right
1: so and so even guys you know that came after him like mace um you know like shine who as talented as Shine was, it's clear why he got the record deal he did because he sounded just like big. That was Puff being a capitalist. How can yeah. I get in on this guy?
0: And, and not only being a capitalist, man, but, you, you know, we, we all remember the infamous Source Awards and what Suge Knight said about Diddy. He was basically alluding to the fact that If you want to come be an artist, come be an artist. But if you go to Bad Boy, it's gonna be about Diddy. It ain't gonna be about you. It's gonna be about
1: him. I've always go ahead.
0: And and I was just gonna say, man, Bad Boy became so much about Diddy. And the very second Mm -hmm. his heart wasn't in Bad Boy anymore, wasn't even into making music because he has all these other business ventures going on, his artist suffered. (laughs) You know what I mean? So. So so, forget your deals. Forget how you're doing right now. I'm not worried about music right now. I'm doing me, and that, and that's what Bad Boy was. It was Diddy's hit machine. It was Diddy's baby. But again, this is a guy who had other stuff going on too, man.
1: It's just weird to me that his ascension and Bad Boy's ascension came after Big died. Right. And I'm not. I know that Big and Puff were close. Okay. But th- the influence that Puff had on Big's career arc was undeniable. Big doesn't turn into a shiny suit rapper and do a track like Hypnotize the Ties without
0: Puffy's but I, influence, but right?
1: I, yeah, so, and so I understand that they were close, and I'm, I'm certain that Puff was hurt like we all were when Big died. But after he died, the man drops two albums, Mace comes out, they're doing bad boy, I know you made me feel so good. It was like hit after- yeah, they, they,
0: they, they got shit blowing up in videos and yeah, and it was four million dollar videos.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's almost like like wow, bro, you really kind of profiting off your, your dude's death here. Wow, that's kind of kind of crazy. Although missing you is a great song, but it's like I mean, uh I, it, it,
0: he, he, hammed, he definitely hammed it up, man. Let's, oh, let's, oh, yeah. That's why like that
1: I fell off the motorcycle.
0: But anywho man We're up against it man Uh, Like I said people for the people watching man We'll be heavy on Panthers talk next week uh, hopefully Rodney will be back, uh, from, you know, doing his Hollywood thing, man. Hopefully he doesn't like Atlanta acting job or something out there, man. Anywho, man, Kaza, you got any shout outs, shout outs, parting shots, anything? I uh,
1: okay. give a shout to the Hurricanes, which we don't really give a whole lot of love to because they play in Raleigh, but. Le-
0: leader, leaders in the Central Division, by the way. Leaders in the
1: Central Division, uh, third best in the league as far as points. You could make the case that they're the best. Team in the league, even if they don't necessarily have the best collection of talent, I think they have some goaltending um, issues that they got to shore up. But, but man, it's 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 good to at least have one team in the Carolinas. Uh, man, going well, right? <laughs> well, it's,
0: it's rough around here, man. Yeah. man.
1: <laughs> Charlie, we can't have nothing nice, man. We. Can,
0: I, I don't know what Queen Charlotte did back in the day, man. Yeah, I, apparently,
1: I, yeah. apparently I, Sir Walter Raleigh was on the, the, he was on the, the straight and narrow path. He was, <laughs> he was a great <laughs> sir, sir. Sir Walter Robbie
0: must have freed slaves or something, man. A great guy. <laughs> but anyway, man, um, my only shout out, man, is again to the people in the chat room, man, to anybody watching, liking, sharing, um,
1: yeah, I think we forgot to post on YouTube. we forgot to stream
0: on YouTube. Ronnie, I'm sorry for not posting on YouTube because I don't know how to do all that stuff. So that's why you can't miss too many games. I mean, too many shows, man. So um, we'll we'll get it right next week, man. But yeah. again, shout out to everybody watching, liking, sharing the page, man. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Next week we'll be back, hopefully full strength. We'll be a lot better. We'll be we'll be back on YouTube. But again, thank you for your time and see you next week, man. Y'all take Guys care, peace out, bro.
1: Yeah, man.